I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be reviewing Season 3, Episode 19, Aid Station, and Season 3, Episode 20, Love and Marriage. (laughs) Did you you want to start off? Sure, Aid Station. We're going to begin with, um, well, they all meet in um, Colonel's... Wake me up today. (laughs) Henry's office, and he needs three volunteers to go to an aid station. Um, One of the doctors was killed. So Margaret automatically volunteers. Mm -hmm. Then they picked wieners. And (laughs) Hawkeye got the smallest wiener, so he had to go. Really? We can't call them breakfast sausages? (laughs) They said wieners. I'm just repeating their their verbiage. Let's just call them bangers and be done with them. Well, okay. Hawkeye has the smallest banger. (laughs) Any way you look at it, it's a wiener. Oh, my. And, um... Klinger was picked by Father Mulcahy as the last choice. So the three of them went to an aid station and worked under horrific conditions. Um, You know, every bomb that went off, stuff was falling from the sky or from the ceiling. There weren't really ceilings, so I don't know where it was falling from, but just junk falling. I mean, two things. One, there there was still some roof left, you know, but also... In the one shot, we see Klinger on the radio with radar, and a mortar goes off, you know, maybe 20, 30 yards in back of him. And if stuff's hitting that close, it's, yeah, exactly, it's throwing debris up into the air. So really, I'm guessing that's where it's hitting. And if it's not just mortars, but also artillery, artillery is going to have a lot more oomph and throw stuff a lot farther so every time they were doing a cut or anything they had to i mean you just saw horrific conditions there weren't any gloves there weren't you washing up meant there was a pail of water full of stuff it it was probably rubbing alcohol rubbing oh yeah that makes more sense you know probably rubbing alcohol probably um because i think we see hawkeye dump out of brown bottle dump some clear liquid onto a patient and then dumps them onto his hands into so the So it has to be some sort of alcohol. Yeah. Not only that, because they're not wearing gloves and don't mm-hmm. have a wash-up area. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a roof, nevertheless, a wash-up area. Yeah. And it kind of showed back and forth what I liked. I mean, there weren't a lot of plots in this episode or this you know, yeah. episode, but the one main plot it had, it would go back to MASH and show them and talking about their awful conditions... You know, because their 3-0 silk wasn't thick enough or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then back to the aid station where, you know, they can't stand upright in some situations. And mm-hmm. it's cold they're, and wet and damp. and They're exposed to the elements. They're being shelled. Back at MASH, they're in a sterile environment. Everybody's in gowns, gloves, But masks. it's still hell compared to what we are here. So mm-hmm. to them, they're saying, these are terrible conditions. Yeah compared mm-hmm. to here. Yeah. And then you watch um, Hawkeye and 
Margaret, who really stepped up to the plate because she was mm-hmm. cut. She like Hawkeye said, "You do this one, Margaret." She's like, "I've never cut anyone before." He's like, "You can do it," and mm-hmm. she stepped it up. And uh, yeah. Klinger stepped it up. All three of them. You do what you need to do when you're in a situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, we see Hawkeye say Klinger scrub up, so he does, and because uh, he need Hawkeye needs to help Margaret with something out of their little sterile area. But Hawkeye had started work on a guy. Well, he brings Klinger over, puts on a pressure bandage on the guy's uh, lower right it. abdomen. Yeah, hold it right there. And you can just see Klinger like, But he did it. He didn't He didn't say, I can't, I can't. There yeah. wasn't time for that. He no. just held he, the pressure. You could see it in yeah. his face. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, well, it was nasty. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, um, for anybody who doesn't understand the structure of this because i think this is the first time we really see battalion aid you think about the structure of the army you have all the soldiers up at the front and this was specifically the aid station for i company well in back of the line you'll have aid stations that's after the medics that's the first place that all of these soldiers would receive treatment you know as to stabilize them and figure out okay can you be treated and go right back up on the line or do you need to be treated and be sent back after the aid station that's where ambulances buses helicopters would go back to the mash outfits for further treatment for mash same thing either they treat you get you patched up and send you back to the front or they send you back further in the lines to like an evac hospital or even to Seoul or Tokyo if you need further treatment. And you know, every at every level there are fewer outfits. Every they're normally called battalion aids. This seemed to be a company aid station, which right. like if you watch something like Band of Brothers, right? You you kind of have that, but then battalion aid is the larger place where all the companies of Why soldiers I see that. I've never seen it. I have it on Blu ray, you can borrow it. Oh, yeah. um, where all the companies would funnel their casualties is to battalion aid. Battalion aid funnels down to the MASH units. The MASH units uh, funnel down to the EVAC hospitals. The EVAC hospitals funnel down to something like uh, HQ Seoul, something like that. So this just happened to be an aid station close enough to the 477th where they were called decide. on for a cutter a cutter a, a scrub, scrub nurse, nurse and a corpsman and a corpsman right yeah. mm-hmm. um and, and that's even, basically the only real plot in this one there's yeah. not like subplots or anything mm-hmm. it's this plot but showing it from different perspectives mm-hmm. showing it from mash that they missed the people that were gone you mm-hmm. know um Klinger was planning for his own death giving away all his clothes if he passed you yeah. know they knew that it wasn't a safe place to go. No, yeah. Um, and another another time when we see Hawkeye go up to an aid station, he's writing out his will as he's there. That's right. So, you know, they it, it's known that this isn't safe. When they're there, when they first arrive at the aid station, um, there's some medical staff there. I'm guessing it was, a, like, literally medics there. And Margaret or Hawkeye make the comment, this is... You know, like the hospital. Sorry, Doc. Our Red Cross got blown off with the roof. Yeah. So literally, I mean... Blown apart. The aid station itself got hit with a shell. That's what happened, is the doctor got hit and killed. 
And so you're not supposed to when you see a mash or an aid station, but who follows the rules in war? What mm. is it? Only love is the only rule or something in a war? I don't mm. know. Anyway. Yeah, you know, not every, uh, first of all, not every country subscribes mm -hmm. to the Geneva Convention. But then also, stuff happens. I mean, sometimes good... our own people shelled. Yeah, mash, mash. so and you've seen that in a couple episodes so mm -hmm. that could be what you don't know what happened here yeah but um it's an interesting episode and one thing that i really liked about how it was shot was there was a lot of parallels you know a lot of mirror um so this is what happened at the going on. stations this is mm -hmm. what happened at the mash and even the whole episode like when we see uh margaret dealing with i'm going somewhere where i could get killed She's doing this monologue to Frank about, you know, I'm an army brat and I, mm -hmm. to serve was in my blood and I was conceived on maneuvers. And if you even look at another nurse while I'm gone, I'm going to come back and like, what was it? <laughs> Kill your okay. head off something. And she just gives them this passionate kiss. And it's a monologue and Frank says nothing. At the end, when she comes back, um, Frank is giving her this big monologue about... I was so worried about you, Margaret, and you saying that you and Hawkeye acted like a well-oiled machine, and I just don't understand, Margaret. I just don't. And he—that is a great connection, though. And, the beginning and the end, and the—and you know, he tries to get fresh with her, and that's the only time she really says anything to him. I've is, got a headache. Yeah, but <laughs> it's this—it's this to and fro. It's the two parts. The beginning and the end. Um, you know, living the, and the coming back. Yeah, we see Klinger telling. Uh, radar before they leave if I die this dress goes to this nurse this dress goes to this nurse this dress goes to this nurse and he put thought into it it mm -hmm. was because this nurse could hold the dress up and this nurse could I thought it was kind of cool he mm -hmm. had actually thought of how his dresses would look on these other nurses and then when they get back I said to give them away if, if I was killed so yeah it all Kind of comes In other words, back Radar around. gave the dresses away, or they were taken. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but um, what? I I, I like yeah. um, Klinger is grumpy, and he says, "Grumpy calling Snow White. Grumpy calling Snow oh, White." Yeah. And um, Radar is Snow White, mm -hmm. and he says, "Is it terrible?" He said, uh, and then Grumpy says, yeah, "Well, it'll take some work to get to be terrible." Just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, because he. But I like the names they gave themselves: Grumpy yeah. and Snow White. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you look at the conditions that they were working on at Battalion Aid, and it was rough. You know, there wasn't much of a roof. Every every other cut, like you say, they had to cover up the wound to make sure they that it... With their own selves. Because know. there's nothing else. Right. To make sure that it doesn't get uh, uh, refilled with debris or whatever. And, you know, keep in mind, what are they doing at aid stations? They're not actually healing the wounds. They are trying to stabilize the patient. To get them to the next point. Yeah. You know, it, it is literally who is going to bleed out the fastest if I don't get to them. Because we see that. We see Hawkeye finishing with one guy and then put a bandage on this. I'm going over here. Margaret calling from him. That's when he gets Klinger in because he has to go treat a guy. Hold this Klinger. Yeah. Um, one of the medics, I don't think he's going to make it. Hawkeye says, just put him on plasma. He'll be fine. That's it. You know, it's literally... Patch them up, move them on. Do the minimum you have to do to make sure that they will make it somewhere for further treatment. And, you know, 
like you say, it's just insane what they're doing. They're operating on the guys, on the stretchers, on saw, saw horses, right. with rolled up sleeves, no gowns. No gloves. No gloves. And I thought water, but it makes much more sense that it's some sort of alcohol. alcohol. Or... Yeah. And the only reason I think of that is in a later episode, when it, I think it's the deluge, um, they run out of gloves at MASH, and so they're reduced to doing the alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. But... Hopefully it's not just water. <laughs> that's not really sterilizing no, anything. No, that's not helping. Um, another cool thing on the way to the battalion aid... Um, they got a flat tire. Mm. And as they jumped out, Major Houlihan's like, I'll change the tire. And like, Hawkeye's, I'm going to, like, I'm going to let a woman change the tire. tire. Oh, well, that just shocked me that he said that, but yeah. and she's don't, like, but you're a surgeon. Yeah. Well, I save the hands. Yeah. But I also love, don't think of me as a woman. Don't stand in profile. The profile. I thought that was funny too. I was just wondering where Klinger was though, during this. They, um, they told him to go and watch for snipers. So oh, you saw him pull okay. a rifle out. Because all of a sudden he was gone. I must mm -hmm. have missed that. All yep. of a sudden he was gone, and there's just these two to change the tire. And Major Hopehand did change the tire. Yeah, well, and, and I love the Hawkeye's like, this is kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then yeah. Margaret stops and looks at him. What? Can you at least get yeah. out of the Jeep? <laughs> well, I can do that. Never let it be said I didn't do the let least. The least amount that I could do. <laughs> yep. Um... So, so little yeah. parts, but mm -hmm. yeah, just the one theme though, because I actually mm -hmm. was thinking I want to write down all the themes and mm, that, it, that was it. This was it. Yeah. So. It all revolved around them going to the front. I mm -hmm. mean, the next thing I have on my sheet of notes, like you say, um, they're worried and you see that when radar ends up coming into the swamp and sleeps in Hawkeye's bunk, Yeah. which I, is another quote I love out of this one. He's getting settled in. Uh, Frank is, of course, just Frank uh, livid about the Frank that there's an enlisted man sleeping in the swamp, and as he's set, as Radar is settling in, uh, Frank says to Trapper, "Aren't you going to tuck him in and tell him a bedtime story?" So Trapper looks at Radar, Radar, would you like me to tuck you in and tell you a bedtime story? No, no I'm okay, sir. No, Frank. <laughs> and then. Henry comes in for a nightcap because he drank all of his booze. And it was very cool. And they just looked over at Henry and said something like, They're going to be, be okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Because you knew what Henry was in there for, but yeah. no one said it. Mm -hmm. And it was just a very unique moment. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I really liked out of this episode was after that we're back up at the aid station. And Klinger's passed out from exhaustion. Um, when they were all laying on the And then, yeah, Margaret and Hawkeye are eating. And then Margaret lays down to sleep. And as we actually find out later in the series, she's very afraid of shellfire. You know, the explosions and everything. Which, if you know that, you can see that in her character. Mm -hmm. But she is... Um, she asks Hawkeye, do you think there are any snipers? At which point, he's already kind of tucked himself in too, but he scoots over, throws half of his blanket over her, and says, I just want you to know, chivalry isn't dead. It's just been replaced by exhaustion. I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> I do. But there's that spark of friendship between them. 
which we've seen a little bit and we see more throughout the series it gets to a head in season seven with uh the two-part episode where they go out and together and end up yeah dating (laughs) sure yeah dating's a good way to put it but Uh, um in fact laura said something like oh my gosh she's being so nice to him but she always is really she hates the disrespect part of him but loves the the knowledge that he comes with yeah she holds hawkeye the surgeon respect right yeah Hawkeye, the, the womanizer. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. But Hawkeye, the surgeon, you know, there's... You can um, see it throughout that yeah. she has a very deep respect for that part of him. Yeah. Because he's good at what he does. He is. There's a reason he was made chief surgeon in this run of MASH. Right. And that's for his skill. You know, in the episode where Frank gets uh, the hernia operation, um, something about uh, Hawkeye being the best surgeon she's ever seen. Well, where would you rate me, Margaret? Aren't you in enough pain already, Frank? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we see yeah. that a lot. Is Hawkeye really is a great surgeon, and I love seeing that come through. I agree. Um, back at MASH, after they come home safely, after the replacements have been sent up, which, by the way, you think about that. Somebody else is being sent... Permanently. There in place of them they're going back to relative safety and somebody else is being sent up to do that job and that's just got to be horrific and to maybe rebuild or i don't know do they rebuild when it's an aid you know, station because they're moving constantly depends yeah. on where the line is yeah and i'm guessing that that building was there and they just and appropriated they, right. it until it got destroyed but it's still better than nothing you know right. So but, they'll probably look for a different area for that aid station to be where there is a building. Depending. And they'll kick the people out. And <laughs> well, if there are any people if left, are, which yeah. would be ridiculous if you're right. right there, basically right there at the front. Because I don't think they're building buildings, like you no. said. I think that they are... No, because if you looked, um, it had a tile floor. So this yeah. was a more this was a permanent structure. They're not about to Build. tile the floor. I mean, even at MASH in the OR... Right. At this point, they have wooden floors. In a later episode, they pour cement because the wood floor is uh, basically ending up giving everybody staph infections. Right. But they have a wood floor. Why? Mm, probably because it can be picked up and, and moved. moved. <laughs> Concrete, not so much. Remember, the M stands for, for mobile. mobile. Yes, there you go. But it, it is very interesting to see uh, Trap and Frank at the end of the episode going on about Margaret and Hawkeye having this very mutual respect for each other, about saying how they, the other person was such a great uh, companion under fire and how they did such a great job. They're both giving them the business, obviously in different ways. You know, Trapper is more like, well, how was Margaret? Oh, no, yeah. it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like that. that. Yeah, and Frank, on the other hand, is going... How, how he, was <laughs> Yeah, he's just, again, livid over the fact that she was expressing such respect for Hawkeye. And then he, when she said that she had a headache, she... Uh, she... Frank kind of... No, um, Frank storms out of the tent. I knew it! I, I knew it! <laughs> But the greatest part of this episode mm-hmm. was 
when they came rolling back in, they stopped right outside mm. of MASH. Mm -hmm. And Hawkeye stopped to say how proud he was of Margaret and Klinger. But Klinger also mentioned how proud he was of Margaret. Yeah. What a great job she did. Yeah, Major. You're aces. You know, both, all of them kind of had this bond that mm -hmm. you get when you're in a situation like this. But then all of a sudden, Klinger looked up <laughs> and he went from... This person he had to be because of his mm -hmm. rank and things to the person he chooses to be. And he yeah. switched his army hat for an old lady little flowery hat. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm ready for I'm the ready. army. Yep. Back, back <laughs> and ready to go in the army. Mm -hmm. So it was just cute. And then they started to sing and they sang on their way Over into Cantaloupe. My favorite part about that is if you listen, Margaret is singing words. And Hawkeye and Klinger are both just. Ah, bah, bah, bah. Oh really? Yeah, you I could didn't notice you, that. Yeah, you could hear Margaret singing the words because she would know them, and she would, <laughs> especially since uh, her father was Howitzer Al Houlihan. He was artillery, and um, I think that song, at least part of the lyrics, are in the field artillery. So I mean, right? Yeah, she would have known that, and Hawkeye doesn't care, and Klinger doesn't care so right they, so they they're were, just kind of I they're doing the two yeah cool yeah. but it was just fun it, yeah you got a big smile on your face as mm -hmm. he switched his hat they began to sing and they were home and not home as you intend home but home for to, the point now yeah and then as a nice denouement to the whole episode you get them in the mess hall afterward with little smirks on their faces. Yeah, like, as Frank and Trapper are complaining about, this wouldn't be bad if I knew what it was. It could use something like a little salt. Pat ketchup or pepper or mustard, mustard or salt flavor. And <laughs> Margaret and Hawkeye just smile at each other and kind of salute each other with coffee and that's it. And Super that's it. It's just, uh, that's it. Mm -hmm. it's, a nice, it's a nice end to that episode. Uh, I do want to just, I should have had this up, I do apologize, but I just want to look up this, oh lovely, this episode, and try and get the Gus stars. See if I can't, of course I can't, I can't bring it up right now. There weren't many, uh, no. the medic from the aid station would have been one. Uh, there we go can't find it on aid station but I can find it by going through Google huh. there you go so we had the normal cast Klinger uh, was there Father Mulcahy of course like you said picked out the corpsman and it ended up being Klinger uh, the medic we see is Tom Dever so that was really the only guest star in this episode we're seeing Jamie Farr and William Christopher more and more. more and more and they're getting that first credit billing on these episodes so you can really see that they are becoming permanent cast and we're only a few episodes away from season four at this point where they will be permanent cast and should be and should be yep anything else about this episode no just a fun episode to watch and okay there you go all right how about love and marriage episode 20 uh basically what we have here we have a couple we have a couple i suppose yeah we have um the one plot where we have mr quang um 
played by, played by, played by, I have him on here, why don't I, did you have him? No. Mr. Quang, Soon, Soon Tuck O. Yep, that was it. Soon Tuck O. Uh, as Mr. Mr. Quang. Oh yeah, here we go. Soon Tuck O as Mr. Quang. Uh, is, I guess, uh, a loan from the Korean army, the South Korean army, who is being an orderly so not a nurse not a corpsman kind of in between he's assisting the surgeons giving them instruments he'd been studying at the university in seoul when a truck came up they threw him in and in his words he and that is when i knew that i was drafted yeah. but yes we went to the university of seoul it doesn't say though what he was going to university for yeah it doesn't um <laughs> But certainly, you think somebody with some education, he could probably work his way into being an orderly, so that makes some sense. Mm -hmm. But he started at the uh, 121st EVAC and then requested to go to the 4077th MASH because of their reputation, which we hear about all the time. Pardon me. So he's there assisting the surgeons, but he, um, he doesn't bungle anything. Frank smacks an instrument out of Mr. Quang's hand and, you know, then blames Mr. Quang for being inept. The surgeons take him back to the swamp afterward and apologize for Frank. And then Mr. Quang starts telling them about how he didn't get a chance to say goodbye to his wife, how she's expecting, and all of that. So they first try... First child. First child. So they try and arrange a three-day pass for him to go home, talk to his wife, explain what's going on, that sort of thing. Uh, by the end of the episode, they, uh, Hawkeye and Radar, after taking patients down to the evac hospital on their way back, pick up Mr. Quang's wife on the bus, and on the way she gives birth to their first child. I, I'm guessing a son. Radar. Radar is freaking out. But Radar is the name of the son. Yes. We're getting in the three-day pass. Uh, yeah. The parallel plot line that we see is that the surgeons, Hawkeye and Trapper, are giving premarital exams to soldiers who want to get married. And we see, I'm guessing he's Private McShane, who wants to get married. Danny McShane wants to get married to this woman, Soon Hee. And you look at her and it's like, yeah been ridden hard <laughs> you know mcshane claims she's only like 22 and hawkeye says her mascara is older than that but we learn that it's an arranged marriage by doctor in quotes pack who gets gis to marry these working women who then go back to the states and work for some friends of his and i think it's either trapper or hawkeye Night Ooh. shift. Yeah, the night shift. A nice way of putting it. <laughs> Ladies of the evening. So, they run... What what ends up happening is they tell McShane to wait. Dr. Pack comes in and tries to buy Sung Hee's physical. You know, telling the doctors he would give them 250 apiece. He would give them more, but McShane wanted 1000 for himself. 
they uh, then Hawkeye becomes indisposed so Trapper talks to McShane and clears the air about you know we know the gig's up we know what you're doing and McShane says oh come on why can't the enlisted men get in on the gravy at which point a orderly he's credited as an orderly but we know him as Goldman in later episodes brings in a x-ray of Sung Hee and Trapper says well there you go not happening she has tuberculosis there's a spot on the lung and so that ends that but the episode ends with you know, we're in MASH in the post-op with Mr. Krang his wife their new child who by the way looks to be about eight months old when comparing the child <laughs> against child. Ryan um, is eight months almost yeah that would be a heck of a delivery because that would uh. be about a 20 pound baby <laughs> just saying um but yeah mr quang says that the baby was named radar for or uh walter or radar 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 first for giving him the three-day pass at which point <laughs> henry finds says, out how he got the three days yeah because henry didn't remember signing this pass which ends up getting mr quang in some trouble because uh, and which is why radar and hawkeye had to go get his wife yeah because mr quang was restricted to base after trying to run away because Frank didn't believe that he would get a pass, even though he had one signed by the colonel, but he got one signed by the colonel because Radar... Tricked him. Yeah. Radar, I have so many things to sign right now, I don't even know what I'm signing. Yes, sir. And he shoves paper in front of He's him. He's like, I can't even see this one, so yeah. I'm going to hide my eyes. Yeah, he slams his hand down. <laughs> this one's top secret, sir. Really? What's it about? I don't know. I can't see. But obviously, you must know or else they wouldn't have you signing it. I'll just turn my head while you sign it, sir. And then he covered the lady who he was yeah, with. And wow. Colonel Blake signs it. And then at that the end the of the three day pass. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, Radar, sign my signature. Sir, I really can't. Radar, I want you to sign as they go off camera. But it's a very nice episode, it's full of a lot of humor. Yeah, a lot of little things you had to listen for, especially, mm -hmm. I wrote this one down, because last episode you talked about the innocence of Father Mulcahy, how you thought that he was yeah. just as innocent as Radar, oh, yeah. but in a different way. <laughs> so this time, he, Father Mulcahy, they were talking about his someone's tushy, and he seriously looked and said, what is a tushy? tushy. <laughs> did they yeah. answer him? I don't, I didn't no, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. But <laughs> that made me think of the innocence yeah. that you brought up last episode yeah. that he has. Mm -hmm. So, which, you what know, is a tushy? Yeah. I've gotten to know priests over the years, and it, they're not that naive. No. No. Well, I don't know. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not no. all of them. So... But, but it is a very nice counterbalance. Uh, Father Mulcahy versus somebody like uh, Hawkeye. So oh yeah, I think they Who do. Definitely it for knows that. what a tushy is. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. Been there, seen it, have the t-shirt. Gotcha. I have the t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So the Shane wanting to get married, he was actually getting to married for a thousand dollars. Yeah. So there's a whole racket right there. They mm -hmm. did a lot of talking in this episode mm -hmm. in, in many different spots about the inequality 
between the officers and the oh. enlisted men. Yeah. I mean, because someone else had said, you eat better, mm. you live better, eat better, and you have it better with the nurses. Yeah. You think we want to fool around with the nurses? We have to. It's part of their recruitment program. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the officers said. Yeah. No, that's... So, by the way, let's go to that. It's not really a, a point worth mentioning in the synopsis of the episode, but that's the poker game where it's Henry, Hawkeye, Trapper, Klinger, and Zale. Zale is the one who yep. was saying it. Yes. Yep. They're playing poker, and Hawkeye ends up winning the hand with three of a kind. And he said, oh, more to the guys who have everything. Yep. And the rich get richer because Zale lost with two pair. But they seem to bring that up a lot in this episode. In mm -hmm. fact, I, I, I saw that as even yeah. type, a type of a theme in this episode is how the officers get a lot more than what enlisted men get. Mm -hmm. But there's choices you make in life. Yeah. Because you know, uh, Radar said, I'm going to come back next. My yeah. next life, I'm coming back as an, an officer. officer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I think part of that, too. I mean, they were getting on Hawkeye and Trapper's case about them not letting McShane get married. You know, some people can't even get love who they want to. Right. Yeah. But then we find out that, that it's a racket. You, you, you knew. Once you saw Miss Soong Hee, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, no, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think you're, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, she's a lot older than you, kid. <laughs> no. Her mascara, again, is older than you, kid. She, she looked like she'd been around the block. <laughs> a couple times. A couple times, yeah. Uh, what else is worth mentioning? I really need to reread my notes before I do this. I apologize. One other thing that listeners. I noticed that I had never heard before is mm -hmm. at that point when Radar, they were talking about the sign and he said, I'm going to name my baby Radar because of the three-day pass. Henry had said something that I had never heard before. Mm. They're trying to gaslight me. So what would that frame come from? Henry said, you're gaslight. trying to gaslight me. Which means trick me, I'm guessing. Let's see, Urban Dictionary, because that's the source of all things truth. Uh, yeah. Gaslight, to manipulate events and situations in order to make a person believe that he or she is crazy. Oh, so that must have been when... Um, when they were... When, yeah, when he was saying, well, I don't... I The first time I saw this was last night at the poker game. Right, and, and then they said, what poker game? <laughs> Radar, you remember... <laughs> There was a poker game last night, if you say so, sir. And then he said, they're trying to gaslight me. And I have never heard that yeah. statement before in my life. I was a little bit... From the 1944 movie with Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman. Boyer, yes. Boyer, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I know the movie, Gaslight, mm -hmm. okay. but I guess I didn't know that that's what that meant. There you go. Learn something new every day from MASH. There you go. See? Mash is educational, it's ladies very and gentlemen. Look that at this is stuff why. Can learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that's really all I have. That's There's, all I have. It yeah. was a, a very learning episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. There is one other reference that was made. Oh yeah, the good earth. The good earth. Um, when. They're trying to convince Henry that they need to go and get Mr. Quang's wife for this, that, and the other reason. Uh, Henry makes the comment, well, you know, most of these women 
just give birth in the rice paddies and go back to work and then I think it's Trapper who mentions mentions I can't read my own writing uh, mentions good yeah. earth the good earth which I've got to think is some I'm trying to quickly speed read the plot and yeah, it, I mean you know that's a common thing that's said is like they just give right birth in the rice paddies and then go back to work which by the way I mean watching what my wife Laura went through after giving birth nobody just gives birth and goes, goes back, back to, to the, the rice, rice paddies. paddies no <laughs> no if they do I hope they give them a good job <laughs> oh my god no it doesn't happen but that that's something that you keep hearing and obviously just their almost conception I can't think that Henry's character would say that seriously but just as a you as, know right. as a thing these people take care of themselves we can't keep just going out and saving the world I think that's really what was meant there and that's what we tried to do. And is that a terrible thing? Heck no. Uh, guest stars in this episode. Uh, we had Sung Tech Oh as Mr. Quang. Uh, obviously, we had William Christopher as Father Mulcahy. Uh, Dennis Duggan, Duggan as Private Danny McShane. We see him come back in another episode as Colonel Potter's uh, son-in-law which is an interesting episode, and we'll talk about that when it comes around. We had Jerry Fujikama as Dr. Pak, because who better to play a Korean than somebody of Japanese descent? <laughs> Pat Lee as Sung Hee. We had Jean, uh, Jeannie, Jian Joe as Mrs. Quang. Robert Gruber as the Sergeant. Roy Goldman as... The orderly Roy Goldman. That's what it says on the IMDb <laughs> page. They call him Private Goldman in future episodes. So, I mean, we keep seeing him. He's Goldman. That's it's a good name. Let's it, keep it. Yeah. Don't have to think too much then. And Johnny Hamar as Sergeant Zale. Who, again, Sergeant Zemo Zale. We've seen him. We will see him. He's one of those secondary characters or, that you see a lot. He likes to fight with Klinger. Yep. <laughs> about the mud hens, about Klinger's dresses, about just about anything that Klinger is. Is he, or he, does. He's the antagonist to Klinger's right. protagonist. But uh, if you have nothing else. Nothing else. That really okay. wraps this episode. Uh, as we always do, I'll just close this out quickly with if you enjoyed this episode, if you have not yet subscribed to our podcast channels please look us up on your favorite podcast application just search for whiskey and mash you can subscribe and get every new episode downloaded automatically to your podcast listening device if you don't do the podcast thing you can head over to narclaninc.com n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com navigate to the whiskey and mash page and every new episode is linked out there you can download that onto an mp3 player or stream it directly from the web page uh, feel free to explore the whole site. Uh, the two other podcasts that we currently do are out there. The Chris Reads Book Podcast. I'll be recording new episodes for that coming up shortly this year. And uh, Geeks, apparently, my wife and I should be doing some more episodes soon, I hope. 
<laughs> we'll see what Ryan allows us to do. But, um, you know, with Star Wars out at Christmas and just all this geeky, nerdy stuff, I really want to get another episode of that out. So if you listen to Geeks, apparently, be watching for that. Or listening. Or listening. Well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> what? You can't watch the words? <laughs> Maybe if you like, if your brain switched your eyes and your ears, it would. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want to connect with us, you can go over to Facebook.com/slash Whiskey and Mash. Uh, follow us there, and I always make a post whenever we put out a new episode, so you can you'll be alerted whenever we put out a new episode. You can see it there. Otherwise, you can email us Whiskey and Mash at NarclanInc.com. That'll come directly to us here at the podcast. Uh, haven't really gotten anything yet through that. But we are expecting our MASH listeners and and the people who were in MASH. We would like to still <laughs> invite you to come and be a guest star on this podcast because yeah. what fun we would have. Yeah. Just learning the details and things. Come on, Hawkeye. Mm. Let's let's. <laughs> I think we would have a great time with you. I think it you're Chris's hero, and yeah. um, what better way to spend your time than with us here on Whiskey Mash? We'll pour you a drink. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> um, we we really would love to hear from anybody who actually was on the show. Get your opinion of how the set was. Just anything you could contribute, because we are obviously Mash fans. That's why we do this podcast. We love Mash as a TV show, as a, as a social commentary, as everything that it was and as everything that it represents. So give us a shout-out. Give out. us a holler, yeah. yeah. In the meantime, thank you for coming back week after week. If you want to support us, please share this podcast with friends, family members, coworkers, enemies, whatever. It doesn't matter to us. Help us spread the word about this podcast. And in the meantime, I am Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And we will see you next week. Whiskey and mash. Okay. Interesting day. Yeah. <laughs> I love days like this. <laughs>